Hi, Money Makers. Sebi and Josh here. Thanks for listening. Before we jump into this episode, please share and help our ministry. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. Share with your friends, your family. Hey, if you have enemies, <laughs> share with them as well and everyone in between. Now enjoy the episode. Student loan repayment is about to start. So everyone's concerned about what does this mean for me, my finances, and there are some people who never pay student loans, people who graduated <laughs> in 2020, 2021, and 2022 probably didn't really pay anything at all for all the loans they collected. So Joshua, what would you say and what's happening? What happened to the student loan forgiveness and what's happening now with the repayment? Yeah, this is actually a very important thing. We all know when COVID happened, the United States and basically the whole world went into recession, mm-hmm. right? And obviously, when you're in a recession, you don't want people even having to pay more money out of their account because obviously many people lose their jobs, right? Mm-hmm. And since then, the United States have, quote unquote, been on a recovery path. So Biden came out. And I was like, okay, we're going to pause, you know, the repayment of the student loan for now and see the economy looks more stable. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing in their opinion, we have reached that point where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, United States economy looks more stable so we can restart this payment. However, I think the average payment for student loans is about $500. Yeah. So one of the effects that we're going to see this have is a reduction in disposable income. So disposable income means you know after you pay your taxes, your 401k contributions, health insurance, all that stuff, how much you actually have to spend. And adding back that average amount, let's just say the average amount, some people's loan balance, loan payment a month is going to be higher. Some people's loan is going to be lower, but the average is 500. Mm-hmm. So you're just going to stick to it. How much would that $500 have an impact on people's mm-hmm. spending? You know, I think we looked it up, at least in Texas, the average, the median Rent is about a thousand two hundred. Yeah. Right. So five hundred out of that is almost the thing is slightly above forty percent. Mm-hmm. And this is a this is, to me this is a considerable amount. Now imagine someone who hasn't even been saving, like when they receive their salary, there's nothing yeah. left every month. Now you come and tell them that oops, now it's time to start repaying an additional five hundred dollars. What does mm-hmm. this mean? They have to cut out spending somewhere else. Yeah. You know, definitely. I think one of the things to clarify here is there was a little bit of confusion as to when would they start actually paying this loan. Right. And I think according to the Department of Education, they're saying that student loan interest will resume starting on September 1st. So this means that all throughout the time that your loan was paused, you weren't accruing any interest. interest at all. But they said that the interest will begin September 1st and payment will be due starting in October. And they're going to notify borrowers mm. uh, well before the restart date is. So there's no cause for panic. The only thing I would say is I think a big concern for a lot of people is, hey, I've never had to pay student loan, never had to budget with that. Which I think if you listen to our last episode <laughs> or previous episodes where we talked about student loan repayment, it was advised for people to set money aside because you're eventually going to start paying it, right? Especially like in my mind, I was thinking for some people, this could be three years of interest-free payment. So when you're setting that money aside, whether it be it you're already paying it because some people actually never, just because they paused it, doesn't mean you couldn't like put money in there, right? You couldn't be paying it off. So putting money aside, pending when they would announce that October is 
the time when your payments are actually due. Um, definitely, this is going to not only decrease disposable income for a lot of people, some people might not invest as much anymore. They might not invest as much. The only thing that I see that this would definitely happen, like in terms of like a positive light necessarily, is it could potentially trigger Powell to pause increasing of interest rates because then when people are cutting back spending, they don't have enough disposable income to spend on miscellaneous stuff then inflation will come down because there's less money going out because people are actually going to spend on their necessities yeah. instead of things just for fun. So that could trigger an early or that could help out in making sure power, which is his desired, like maybe in inflation cut, like he wants inflation to be at a certain point. Mm -hmm. So that's the only one of the good things I see that may come out of this. But people have to start thinking about, okay, what is our new budget going to look like moving into the next quarter? What is that going to look like for us? Yeah, I think that's definitely a good point, especially with what you said about Powell. Yeah. One of the things that Powell has really emphasized is, okay, how can we get people to start spending less? Yeah. And even with the increase in interest rate, this has been the fastest rate which the Fed has increased rates in like mm -hmm. 40 years since like Paul Walker in the 70s, 80s. And I think the restarting of this low payment is going to really help in that situation. Obviously, assuming that people are not just going to start spending from their credit cards, mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> which I hope not, because we've seen many people, you know, ramp up their spending on credit. Yeah. Cards. To me, whether or not it's good to make people start thinking differently. Now, sure. Okay, this is a new expense that I absolutely have to pay. What spend am I going to cut out? Am I going to start taking less trips? Am I going to stop buying that high end, you know? grocery mm -hmm. stuff that steak i get every weekend am i gonna cut that out those concerts i go to mm -hmm. and i think this is what i really want to see i want to see what sector people are going to withdraw from first sure you know what sector of leisure spending a good example i know traveling has been strong all through everything traveling leisure that kind of stuff has been very very strong we've seen a move from mm -hmm. people spending on stuff to people spending on experiences. And I want to see how that trend holds up, even in the face of student loan repayment mm -hmm. restarting. That makes sense. I think one of the biggest things that people are concerned about is that when this student loan repayment starts, it's going to lead to defaults in some things, maybe in some people's car payments, because now they're like, oh my gosh, I have this car. I totally forgot about my student loan. Yep. I can't afford this anymore. Um, Hopefully we won't see that in mortgages because that would yeah. be definitely bad if we saw that in mortgages. But I think car payments are one of the first that we'll see that break happen for sure. We'll definitely see it in rent where people are going with cheaper alternatives yeah. because around the summertime is when people usually would move. So mm -hmm. we're going to see that in, in rent where people are looking for cheaper alternatives, which will for, force the renting market to reduce their cool. prices a little bit, to yes. cool down a little bit. Um in, in addition to that, some people are wondering what's even happening to Biden's loan forgiveness program. <laughs> well, what happened? We're we're supposed to forgive, you know, like twenty thousand dollars out of some people's student loan, but man, is still trapped in the Supreme Court. They're still debating on if they're not supposed to have any sort of repayment talks up mm -hmm. until the Supreme Court made their decision. Okay. But as we already knew, because of the debt ceiling and some of the agreements, one of the negotiation was like, yeah, people have to start paying their student loans now. Mm -hmm. So 
as of now, there has been no, in my opinion, significant update. Yeah. Meaning that anything that would actually make people feel like, okay, we're expecting something soon. Everything's just hearsay, debating, people just trying to fill in the gaps. But to yeah. me, nothing significant, no real progress. It's still just in the hands of the Supreme Court to see if they'll rule for or against it. Yeah. And even with that, some people are claiming that it's not going to be beneficial for a lot of future borrowers. Yeah. Now, what does this mean for people? Where do they go from here, Joshua? Yes, before I address that, I think in one of our old episodes, mm-hmm. we talked about around the time where Biden started talking about student loan forgiveness, we spoke about how this can affect the psyche mm-hmm. of the people that, oh, we're going to get forgiven da, 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 this amount. What does this mean? We can spend more. Yeah. And if something comes out and we see that, hmm, that law doesn't get passed, plus... People have to start repaying their loan. How is that going to affect spending? There's another interesting dynamic mm-hmm. I would like to see going forward. And also to address your question, I think where we go from here is first things first, recognize that, hmm, I'm going to have to start paying this amount. That's yeah. the first thing. Come to terms with it. That this loan, I'm going to actually have to start paying it. Mm-hmm. Then second, review your expenses again. Are there anything that you're paying for right now that you don't really need? Or it, honestly, even though it looks like you need it, if it's too expensive, you still have to do something about it. Looking for cheaper yes. So going back to your budget mm-hmm. and seeing what are the most expensive, you know, expenses you have, costs yeah. you have monthly, and finding ways to cut those costs and make it a bit cheaper for yourself. Another thing we talk about a lot on this podcast is obviously investing in yourself. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can get a certification, a degree, something that increases your value in the marketplace. That way, you know, your income can increase yes Mm -hmm. because how to retain more money there are two ways right either reduce your cost or increase your income or even do both yeah which is the the best you know the best plan for me so as you're looking at a plan to reduce your spending your expenses also look at ways that you can increase your income maybe getting a certification maybe even start like some side type of side gig or side business that can help you generate some type type of revenue Mm -hmm. i agree i definitely think that everyone needs to go back to tracking their expenses because it's one thing to budget. It's another thing to track your expenses because I feel like when people think budgeting, they're like, oh, I have X amount of dollars for this or X amount of dollars for that. No, I think tracking is very important before you even decide what my budget is supposed to be so that you're setting realistic goals because I find the hardest part of budgeting for people is staying within budget and it's because they were realistic. You, your lifestyle mm-hmm. allows you or calls for you to maybe eat out a certain amount of weeks because you work a certain hour. So you cannot maybe cook or things like that. So whenever it is you set a realistic budget from tracking your expenses and see, okay, this was unnecessary. I was just having the time of my life or, okay, these are necessary. It allows you to create a realistic budget for yourself. Mm-hmm. And once you create a realistic budget, you're like, okay, even with this, is there something I could potentially cut out, right? Yeah. Utilizing tools and resources, not just budget tracking apps, but like I found that there was an app that helps you determine you're subscribed to things that are taking money over your account, yeah. but you never utilize them. So it helps you terminate those uh, subscriptions, cancel those subscriptions completely. Consider, you know, downgrading your services like Netflix, for example, downgrading to the ad part of it, right? Or consider combining with a friend, you and a friend share an account, something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, maybe 
get roommates and things like that. So this is still the path, the early sacrifices we make on in order to build wealth in the future. And it's unfortunate that we're still having to wait for the student loans. But again, I think this would definitely be an eye opener for a lot of people who are trying to one, be collector student loans as well, or collect new student loans moving forward, graduating from high school, as well as people who already have it. What are we going to do to make sure that we're not in this debt bubble or this debt trap and we're like choked up? But yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Thank you guys.